I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Remember, you can email the show if you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to get to the system and pushing Joe Biden out. I don't know if you can see what's happening right now. We'll talk about that and supporting the Indians in the witch hunt against Donald Trump. And there's so much more to get to tonight. But you know what time it is. It's Monday, man. And on Monday... Every single Monday at this time, for you new listeners, we do Medal of Honor Monday. Medal of Honor. When you earn one, they do a write-up on what you did. It's called a citation. Every single Medal of Honor citation is available available online, available for free. Multiple websites do this. Read them. Read them to your children. Read them to your class in school or your Sunday school class, your sports team, if you're a coach. Read these. These men deserve to be remembered. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. And we have so much cultural rot now because all we see when we look around is rot. And so that's what we aspire to be because it's all crap out there now. But when you talk about these men and these deeds – You hold these people up in front of your kids and you say, look, this is what you want to be. 
This is what I want you to be. This is why, that's why I read this, because my sons listen. I want them to hear these kinds of stories and think, man, that's the kind of man I want to be. And we take email suggestions. Remember, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Love, hate, death threats, ask Dr. Jesse questions, and suggestions if you have one you love or you're related to somebody or something like this. Like this one said, could you please read the citation for Medal of Honor recipient Reinhardt John Kepler, U.S. Navy? I worked with his grandson, but he never really knew his grandfather since Kepler died during the war. Sounds like a great man worthy of Medal of Honor Monday. Now, without further ado, Chris, if you wouldn't mind firing up the U.S. Navy version of this now. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. Reinhardt John Kepler, U.S. Navy, World War II Pacific. This is from November 12th to 13th, 1942, an Iron Bottom Sound, Savo Island, Solomon Islands. We'll talk about Iron Bottom Sound here in a minute. For extraordinary heroism and distinguished courage above and beyond the call of duty while serving aboard the USS San Francisco during action against enemy Japanese forces in the Solomon Islands, the 12th to the 13th of November 1942, when a hostile torpedo plane during a daylight air raid crashed on the after machine gun platform, Kepler promptly assisted in removal of the dead and, by his capable supervision of the wounded, undoubtedly helped save the lives of several shipmates who otherwise might have perished. That night, when the ship's hangar was set afire during the great battle off Savo Island, he bravely led a hose into the starboard side of the stricken area and there, without assistance and despite frequent hits from terrific enemy bombardment, eventually brought the fire under control. Later, although mortally wounded, he labored valiantly in the midst of bursting shells, persistently directing firefighting operations and administering to wounded personnel until he finally collapsed from loss of blood. His great personal valor, maintained with utter disregard of personal safety, was in keeping with the highest traditions of U.S. Naval Service. And he gallantly gave his life for his country. I believe this man has earned taps, don't you? Rest in peace, warrior. A uh, couple things I just want to, just a couple little pointers about this thing. One, I have always said that those naval battles in World War II, they terrify me. When I read them, when I read about them, they absolutely terrify me. It, it, 
I guess you seem so out of control. You're not in control of all the all the shooting, all the bombs. That's part of it. Another part of it is a ship, a war vessel. It's all metal and things that explode and things that are flammable. And so when you're lobbing high explosives at each other and they're blowing up on the ship, some of the some of the th- injuries are just awful. I, I awful awful things. It's routinely guys have their guts ripped open by a jagged piece of metal flying around. It's just lose they lose limbs. They they burn. They get trapped and they burn. And then you find out about this play. And then when you read more about these 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 horrible ship on ship battles, you find out how much of these ship battles are about fighting fires. Like this one, this guy was fighting fires. Fire is death on a ship in general. A regular fishing boat, it's just thought of as, boy, you don't want to fire. You really don't want to fire. On these war vessels, it's, as you can imagine, everything to stop the fire. You have to stop it before it gets to the fuel source or the ship's magazine where all the powder is because then you're all going to die. And so it just becomes, you become a firefighter on these naval vessels. Our our, our Navy sailors today are trained in this extensively, especially when you're out in the middle of the water. There's no fire truck to call. The the, the firemen aren't coming. You are the fireman. You put it out or you're going to die. Now, I said all that to say this. One of the ways you can understand, or at least one of the one of the really simplistic, probably overly simplistic ways to understand a bit of the ebb and flow of World War II in the Pacific was this. The dates. The dates. This is what I mean. This took place in November of nineteen forty two. When was when was Pearl Harbor? December seventh, nineteen forty one. Right? Everyone can remember that day because everyone remembers FBR talk FDR talking about it. Early in the war, early in the war, like this, 1942, there were many situations where we were ridiculously overmatched by the Japanese, especially when it came to naval warfare. Do you know why they called Iron Bottom Sound, Iron Bottom Sound? I've got news for you. It wasn't because of all the Japanese ships that were at the bottom of it. It's because of our ships. The Japanese had trained extensively, especially in night naval warfare. They were really, really good at it, and they loved it. And early on in the war, we were not. And we were getting the snot knocked out of us in these warfare, these naval warfare battles that were taking place. Early on in the war, when you're, when you're reading about the World War, the, the war in the Pacific, early on, if it's 1942, even kind of 1943, you should know those were the years, especially 1942, when we were really taking it on the chin from the Japanese. After that, we started to get more experienced. Our manufacturing sector really took over, and we were just churning out too many bombs, too many bullets, too many ships, too many planes, and the Japanese didn't have the manufacturing to even repair the ones they had, let alone create new ones. So as the war went along, we just kind of wore them down, for lack of a better way to put it. It became, it became as all wars are, a manufacturing war. Wars are one in the supply lines. 
Well, it's that saying we, t- we say all the time from that old Marine general, amateurs study tactics, professionals study logistics. Early on, tip of the spear, Japanese Navy was, it was really bad, and they sunk a lot of our ships, and a, a lot of our sailors died. A lot of them died. And uh, warriors, man, I'll tell you what, warriors. And uh, on top of all that, you heard about how he's caring for the wounded. It's another thing that's just crazy about these casualties a torpedo slams into the side of your ship. You've got a bunch of guys who are dead, a bunch of guys who are dying, and you've got a fire to put out. You've got problems in that in that moment. How do you sort things out? What do you do? Holding it together during those times is really awesome. All right. We're going to talk about Joe Biden and what the system is doing to Joe Biden because the system is pushing him out. What is the system? What are they doing to Joe? Why are they doing it? We're going to dig into these things and so much more still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, let's take care of your feet really quickly. We don't take care of our feet at home. We generally do at work. We generally do when we work out. I got good running shoes. I got good good foot support at work. Oh, really? What do you wear around the house? I'll go barefoot. I wear flip-flops. You need to have some all-season slippers from my pillow on your feet. Not just because they're comfortable, although they are, because it's taking care of your feet. It's putting years on your feet, your ankles, your knees. You don't want that late, late life back pain, knee pain that's coming for all of us. Take care of your feet. Normally, these things are $149.98. Patented four layer design. They're incredible. Right now, closeout sale, they're 25 bucks. All you have to do is go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code Jesse. All right. MyPillow.com radio listener special square promo code Jesse or call 800-845-0544. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly show. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And we're going to get to a bunch of emails and stuff like that. I do want to deal with the Biden stuff today and what the system is doing. And we're going to do a little explainer about something in a little bit more depth than I have done before on the system and cultural pillars and stuff like that. And, and here's why. Obviously, we could just sit down and just do headlines all day long. I've never done a show like that and never will. Because every day there's going to be a new controversy and a new story for you and I to digest. To have to try to figure out how do we feel about it, what's going on. We don't know what it'll be. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, next week, next year. It's more important that we understand concepts. It's more important that we understand the bigger picture at all times. Why do you think I don't sit down and rant and rave about the, the presidential primary of 2024 Trump versus DeSantis. What do you think I hardly ever even talk about that? It's not that it doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. Of course it matters. I'm sure you have your candidate, and that's fine. But on the bigger scale, that is such a small thing because we have gigantic society-wide issues, problems, that they can't be fixed by Donald Trump. They can't be fixed by Ron DeSantis. They can't be fixed by any presidential election. We have huge issues. And one of those issues is this. Let's, let's think about this because this is going to tie back to Biden and what the system, what I think the system is doing to Joe Biden. I think they're shoving him out. All right. So just walk with me. It's going to take me a little bit to get there. You know why the founders of the country 
everyone from uh, Adams to Washington, why they were constantly talking about a moral people, how we have to be a moral people. What's that John Adams line? I'm paraphrasing, but this form of government will only work for a moral people. It, it will not work for any other kind. What are we talking about there? Just don't worry. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. What are we talking about? Well, if you came into the studio right now, and let's say you're messing around, you're eating some of our Star Crunch that we have in the break room, and we're talking, and you had a $100 bill in your pocket, and it fell out of your pocket. You didn't see it fall out. It fell out of your back pocket as you're walking out the door. So there's a $100 bill on the floor. Would I grab that? Would I grab it and keep it for myself? Or would I grab it and say, hey, you dropped your 100, man? Well, I would grab it and say, you dropped your 100. Hey, you dropped your $100 bill. But why would I do that? This is going to come back to Biden. Just stay with me. Why would I do that? Well, because I believe in answering. I believe I'm answerable to something beyond me, higher than me. And if I didn't believe in that at all, then what I what would happen is I would do every single thing in my life selfishly. Everything would be only about me. And don't get me wrong, I'm plenty selfish. I do plenty of things just for me. But everything, my entire existence would only be about me. Now let's go to our country and the system, what I call the system, in our cultural pillars. As you know, pillars, cultural pillars, institutions, they are what keep up a country. They're what holds it up. And you have pillars like government, like private industry, like education, entertainment, religion. You have cultural pillars that hold up your country. In a, quote, moral country, I'm not talking about what you believe. I'm talking about a moral country. You would have, I don't want to say selfless people running those institutions, running those pillars, because that's not true. Who's really selfless? But they're not all governed by only themselves. Why? Because they're moral. Now, what does that mean? That means if I I take over CNN, I run CNN. I can, if I want, only run propaganda. Only run things I care about. I can I can lie about everything I, I want to lie about. I'll tell the truth only when it's convenient. I will only serve myself. Or, if I'm not that selfish... I'll feel obligated to bring the truth to you, at least somewhat obligated, right? I've, hey, I've got to tell you the truth. Now, that's CNN. Let's expand it beyond the media. If you have a moral country, you will have people in those institutions who believe in something beyond themselves, outside of themselves, so they don't only live for themselves. That would be a moral society. But as your society, as your society's people, remember, in the end, it's an us problem. I'm not talking about you, but I'm talking about the people. In the end, the people of the country, if they rot morally, if there is a serious degradation morally of the people, what will happen is those people who have rotted morally, they will eventually begin to populate and and then take over those cultural institutions. So you will end up with cultural institutions that are actually harmful to the country because it's not moral. They're immoral people who run all of them, from the media to education to government. 
They they don't feel anything. There's a story I'm going to talk about in just a little bit. I'll just bring it up briefly, but this is a good time to bring it up about the FBI essentially covering up crimes for Diane Feinstein and Eric Swalwell. Why? Because they were Democrats. Now, ideally, you had a moral FBI that would just want to do this the right way and buy the book. And it doesn't matter what political party. The law is the law. But if you filled up the FBI with immoral people, you'll have an FBI that will do things like that. This making sense? You tracking along with me here? Now, I'm going to finish this thought and we'll, we'll tie it back into Joe Biden here in just a moment. But because... We have a society rotting out from under us. Crime is also getting really bad. Did you see that horrible shooting in New York? I'm sad to say I saw the video of it. Don't go look up the video of the dude on a scooter who killed that 87-year-old man. Chris, you see that video? Don't look it up. You don't You don't need to. Believe me, it, it sucked. It was awful. Carry something on you at all times that will allow you to protect yourself. I'm not talking about this old man, but carry something on you because you understand that you're surrounded by some really bad people in this society, some crazy people, some people who will hurt you, people who will hurt your wife, your son, your daughter, your mom. You're surrounded by people like this. Carry a hero gun on you at all times or a hero arrow. Hero arrow is a little smaller. It shoots a pepper gel. The hero gun shoots a pepper ball. These are non-lethal, right? So you don't need a concealed carry permit, but go to Hero2020.com, code JESSE, and get one today. All right? State restrictions may apply. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly ah! Show. Reminding you, you can download the iHeartRadio app free and you can podcast the whole show. They podcast it all right after the show's done on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We're going back to the system and and I think they're going to purge Joe Biden, but I'm walking, I'm walking us all through this system thing in a little bit more depth today. So we rotted morally. Because we rotted morally, our cultural institutions got filled up with crap filled up with a bunch of people who only operate selfishly. There is no higher calling. And this goes back to something we've talked about a lot. No love of country, really. The people who run our education system, they never think beyond themselves and their own communist religion. It's all about them. The people who run our entertainment, the people who run our government, from FBI to otherwise, they're all of our institutions rotted. So what does that mean? How does that turn into a system, what we have now, what I call the system? Well, once you're all thinking selfishly and there's nothing beyond you, then you will travel down that road and you will arrive to the same conclusion. You will arrive at a conclusion, I guess I should say. You're going to figure out that, hey, selfishly, if I work with the other criminals who only think selfishly i can get even more than i could if i was working alone if if i was i've used this example before if i was a bank robber and chris was a bank robber and michael was a bank robber and we didn't have any problems robbing banks we just go hold up a bank stick up put your hands in the air and we all go rob banks well yes we're terrible people who only think selfishly but eventually wouldn't we figure out hey Instead of going in by myself and getting $300 out of the register, why don't we all three work together and get $300,000 to split up? 
that's when it turned into a system. When the cultural institutions all figured out, hey, let's work together. And if we work together, we can really pillage this place. We can really bleed them dry. And because they're all rotted out morally, they have no problems doing that whatsoever. That is what I call the system. And when you understand that the system is a system only to protect itself, that that's its main purpose, remember, protect yourself. That way you and the bank robbery crew can clean out the vault. When you understand that, then you understand the why of so much. That's why you understand the why of every story that comes out. I could go down all of them for today, all these headlines sitting in front of me. And the why would be so easy to understand because I understand the corruption of our institutions and how they all work together. And I know you do too. Normie Norm doesn't. That's why he doesn't get it. And that brings us... To Joe Biden. Joe Biden, this is all, this is not exactly news to you, but Joe Biden was installed as president. He was. The system installed him. And it doesn't matter what you believe about drop boxes or voting machines or FBI. Really, it really doesn't matter what you believe about this detail or that detail. The system decided that Donald Trump was the Antichrist and had to be stopped at any cost, and the system decided, remember Bernie Sanders was winning that primary? They got scared that Bernie was going to win the primary and it was going to cost them the White House. Well, remember, why does the system exist? What's its purpose? Protect itself. Whoa, we can't have that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Joe, hey, Joe, you want to run for president? Hey, Joe, run for president. And they dragged Joe Biden in off the scrap heap to run for president so they could present him as a more moderate option. And then they rallied around him, didn't they? How unbelievable was Joe Biden's campaign? No big rallies. Couple little tiny events with 10 people at him. Remember he got caught reading cue cards in one of his little stupid videos. You could see the reflection of the cue cards in there. A complete basement dementia patient presidential candidate. And they, with the help of the FBI, who told social media companies to censor the Hunter Biden story, with the help of many things, they rigged the election so Joe Biden could be president. Boom. Yes. But why did the system do that? Well, you understand the system. We just talked about it. Joe Biden being there would allow all the scams to not only continue, it would allow them all to ramp up. Because Joe Biden will happily serve whatever the system once served. Even if it involves paying off the defense industry to bomb the heck out of Russia and Ukraine. When you have bombs going off and you have damage to septic tanks or to power centers, etc., you have an enormous release of, uh, of greenhouse gas, of methane, of, uh, you know, all of the family of greenhouse gases. And the result is it's adding... Uh, to the problem. I'm not, you know, believe me, that's uh, the fight in Ukraine is a fight that we have to make, that the world has to make. The values at stake are enormously important to all of us. It's so important that we we have to spend all this money there forever. Joe Biden happily serves that, has happily served that. He has been a good servant of the system. But again, what is the point of the system? 
The point is protection for all the other looters. We must always work together. And once you understand they always work together, you can see, you can notice them working together and the things they want and the things they're pushing at all times. What am I talking about? In about the last 48 hours, we had some fun this weekend. We chilled, but I had a lot of time to consume some news this weekend. Just finally didn't have anything on the schedule, chilling out around the house. In the past 48 hours, I've seen story after story after story after story after news program after news program, all from, quote, different outlets, all of them along these lines. Many of these people do say, and these are ardent supporters of yours, the next thing he should do is step aside and let another generation of Democrats take the baton. That's CNN, as responsible as anyone for Joe Biden in office. That was CNN. This is Chuck Todd, maybe the worst communist apparatchik in America. The American public is not feeling it. Just 34% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy in a recent AP poll that was released at the end of June. And only 20% of voters believe the nation is on the right track, though voters have not felt. I'm looking at a story in New York Magazine. I'm looking at the New York Times, the most despicable publication in the United States of America, running a story lecturing Joe Biden about denying the existence of that grandchild. Why would the New York Times, who helped install Joe Biden, be running a story like that? I'm looking at a story here. This one's a real laugher. This is out of Axios. Old Yeller, it's titled, Biden's Private Fury. And it goes on to explain how Joe Biden is now cussing at staffers, how he cusses at staffers and screams at them all the time. And maybe the best part of this Axios article is the part where they lament that Joe Biden's public image, it's not in line with his sweet old grandpa who likes ice cream image. You know why that's the best part of the article? Because the media are the ones who created that image. Joe Biden's a jerk. He's always been a jerk forever, even before he had dementia. This is Joe Biden in 1987. By the way, every word of this is this, uh, uh, it's all a lie, an outright lie. The, the climate crisis is growing. Uh, by- uh, wrong one. Oops. <laughs> this one. What law school did you attend and where did you place in that class? And the other question is, could you quickly? I, I think, we I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. A nasty vindictive jerk his entire political career so why are we being treated to this new joe biden hmm we'll finish this up in a second then we'll move on to some other things but human trafficking is on everyone's mind right now because of that movie sound of freedom that's out i'm grateful for it because what it's doing is it's shaking normie norm awake Because Normie Norm doesn't realize what you realize 
that this is happening all over the world, including America. All over America. And the average age of these kids is 14 years old. Kids are being trafficked around you, around me. We don't think about it. We don't talk about it. The Acervo Project, they're out there saving these children. And they're busting the scumbags who are hurting them. That's what the Acervo Project does. Let's help them do what they do. 14 bucks a month. That's what they ask for. It's a pledge. A-S-S-E-R-V-O. Theacervoproject.org. Theacervoproject.org. Go give. Let's save some kids. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. On a Monday, we're going to get to emails and defending the Indians and the witch hunt against Trump. Just finishing up this Joe Biden thought. All these stories have been dropping from news programs to newspapers, all of them communists, about Joe Biden sucks at this, he sucks at that, he's too old, the people don't want him to run, he's mean to staffers, he's he's out there announcing that we're out of ammo. Why now? Run out of ammunition. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate appreciate you divulging that information. Why is all this stuff coming out now? Well, you already know. The system wants him out. That's why. It's already been decided. The system has decided that Joe Biden is no longer a good servant of the system. Now, he's not an enemy of the system, so they probably won't destroy him the way they are Donald Trump right now. They won't do that. He's just no longer a useful servant. So they're going to give him an exit. Did you know the DOJ, remember that sweetheart deal Hunter Biden just got? No jail time, all these felonies, no jail time, no nothing, slap on the wrist. Did you know that now they just announced they're delaying all that? All that public outcry and they're delaying all that? Why do you think that is? Why would they all of a sudden announce they're going to, hey, hold on, we haven't, we haven't decided what the punishment's going to be yet. Why do you think that is? So they have something to hold over Joe Biden's head. They want him to ride off into the sunset. They're worried he's going to lose. He's too much of a liability. He's just going to have to stop being president and go represent some Asian American facility. Groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and, and, and Joan Shingang, Shanga, Koala. <laughs> the best is he clearly ran out of gas and couldn't do it, and then he just kind of gave it a pause and Koala. Hey, where's Wong at? <laughs> anyway, that was all. All that was for me to say they're pushing him out. All right. They're pushing him out. They are. It's what they do. It's who these people are. Now, Let's get to some emails. Jesse, thanks for having the courage and good sense to identify the low morality of the country for the mess we are in. Even without the cheating, more than 45% of the electorate would vote for Biden, would vote for the Biden crime family again. Well, this is the part that makes people uncomfortable. And it does, but it's, 
It does because we want to blame other people for our problems. It's human nature. I do, I do the same thing. We all want to blame people, other people for our problems. And we, we want to blame the politicians. We want to blame them for our problems. They're a reflection of us. I've said this a million times about the Joe Biden Trump election. Set all the cheating aside. Roughly half the country went out and voted for Joe Biden. They did. All the tranny nonsense, all the evil parts of the Democrat platform today, roughly half the country went out and voted for him. They want that. And they're going to do it again. Whether it's Joe Biden, let's say I'm wrong and he actually does run, whether it's Joe Biden, the walking cadaver, or Gavin Newsom, let's say I'm right about that. Half the country's going to go out with all the disgusting disgusting things the left stands for now and half the country's going to go out there and boop, hammer that pull for them over and over again. It's really difficult to overcome that. There's a report today. This is from not the B get wrap your mind around this. YMCA. They banned a 16 year old girl and kicked her off the swim team. Why? She didn't want naked men in the women's locker room. This poor 16-year-old girl didn't want men in the locker room while she was undressing, obviously, understandably, and it resulted in her being kicked off the team and out of the YMCA. Now, I said all that to say this. In November of 2024, we're going to have a presidential election, and roughly half of the United States of America is going to go out and vote in favor of those things. That the Democrat Party stands firmly behind this. Every one of them universally, top to bottom, from the federal to state to local level, you can't find a single Democrat in the country who will speak out against this. This is what they all stand for. And roughly half the country is going to go out in 2024 and vote for it. Yes, get naked in front of that 16-year-old and stare at her while she's naked. Is that not disgusting? It disgusts me. And that reminds me. <laughs> so we went to uh, an event this weekend. I won't bore you with the details of it, but we went to an event this weekend. And it's like 20,000 people there. And they sang the national anthem. And I find that I get more. I'm not exactly an emotional person. I know you know that. I get more emotional about the national anthem now than I used to. And I was thinking about it. I was brewing on it. I was talking to a friend about it. I do think it is because of what's happened to the country I love. For some reason, it gets me harder now than it ever did before. It just, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm just getting old, but I think that's what it is. I, it hits me hard now. I've always loved it. I've always loved that anthem. But now, it hurts a little bit. All right. We have a bunch of stuff. We have, well, Larry Nasser. Remember that guy who assaulted virtually every gymnast who came within 10 feet of him? We have great news about Larry Nasser. We'll talk about that. We have bad news about the Trump investigation, the Jack Smith investigation into Donald Trump. We have a bunch of emails. Gavin Newsom still out there. And so much more is still to come on the Jesse Kelly show. But I need a bunker. I want a nuclear bunker. I understand some of these are for sale. And 
I'm going to fill up my nuclear bunker with my Patriot supply food. You know why? Because it's good for like 25 years because they have it all laid out so you get 2,000 calories a day. And while you're all starving, I'll be safe in my bunker eating snacks, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, all courtesy of my Patriot supply. Now, maybe you would like to be as prepared as me for whatever. You know, they have four-week food kits now. They're not just three-month food kits. Four-week food kits, if you want to save some money, they have a special on four-week food kits. You have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com and get one. Everyone in your home, in all seriousness, everyone needs emergency food. Everyone. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Get a four-week food kit for everyone. And then don't touch it, please. Just save it for that rainy day we all pray never comes. Preparewithjessikelly.com, all right? We'll be back. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.